Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Welcome to the Soulful MBA Podcast, episode 63, Bravery. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery, as well as two special guests today, Ashley and Elise, the founders of Bravery Magazine. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome. Thanks. Thank you. We've been following what you've been doing for a while. I have a five-year-old daughter, Uh so I'm sure that's how I came to discover what you were doing. And bravery and being brave is a big part of our business and our culture, so it just seems super aligned. Um, We work with a lot of women trying to talk to them about bravery and entrepreneurship and taking what they're doing and putting it on the internet. And so I think it translates quite well. Yeah. Before we get started with learning about the company, we really want to learn about the two of you and how you came to meet. Because part of the other interesting thing that drew us to you was the fact that you're two women working as business partners, which is our situation also. And I think it's quite unusual. And so we'd love to just hear a recap of how you met and how you decided to work together. Yeah. So we met, It we got the Facebook pop-up actually <laughs> like last week that we met seven years ago yes. this January. Wow. Um, I just met at church and she said I something I, like, I like your shoes. And she I had was some like, really Thanks. cute shoes on. So I'm like, hey, cute shoes. And we didn't have a lot of, I don't think at the time I didn't have any kids and we there were a lot of people in our church who didn't have kids. And so I saw mm-hmm. someone who was dressed cute. I'm like, Okay, I'm going to be friends with that girl. <laughs> yeah, we were both kind of in the same phase of life yeah. and both had just recently moved to the Bay Area of California. <clears throat> so we just became quick friends. And it's kind of funny because early on in our friendship, I remember we both um, are from small towns. And in our small towns, we're both kind of famous for having like shaved ice. Really good shaved ice. That they sell and people like go crazy <laughs> over it. And we came to California and it's hot and nice here. And there was no like shaved ice little They had like shacks. the ice crystal kind yeah, of. And, so and it was gross. For early on, we were like, <laughs> maybe we should start our own business. Like maybe we should build our own shack in California and we could like blow people away with this like delicious shaved ice. So we actually like went and had like a business meeting and like talked about things. And I don't really know why it didn't happen. I think we hit some red tape with California laws and like, I don't know, we wanted to do it in like, oh, a, that's true. like a truck, food truck. Anyway, so it just wasn't working. And But ever yeah. since then, we kind of, you know, we always get together and have ideas. Like, Let's start a blog. Let's do a, a bakery or, you know, yeah. just like – funny stuff like that and nothing ever really came to fruition uh and then I don't know that's kind of where we are yeah and then bravery happened so yeah were you each an entrepreneur before or did meeting each other was the catalyst of starting these entrepreneurial ideas I think it's probably different for each of us I neither of us were previous entrepreneurs but I've always felt like I wanted to do my own business do my own thing ever since I was young like I dreamed about having a bakery with my cousins or just always felt like I wanted to do my own business someday. But I don't think that yeah, was the same for you. Not for me, no. I uh, I never had ideas like that because that's just <laughs> not how I think. So I uh, when I met Ashley and she's just kind of a 
a dreamer that has big ideas and they just do stuff. And my husband and I, we, we, you know, do stuff, but we don't, not, not like business ideas. I don't know. <laughs> so like they, you know, we would get together with the Eichleys and we would go do, I don't know, just like fun stuff. And I think that made us realize that like, I can, like, I like to do stuff and sh- like her and her husband are really big dreamers. They come up with the ideas and we just do it with them. So I think that kind of set the stage for our working relationship as it is now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when I met Ashley, I just realized like, whoa, there's this whole new world of stuff like that we can just do. They went to Thailand over Thanksgiving and I just, I remember just thinking, you really can just go to Thailand for fun over Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's just, you don't have to go to Disneyland. You know, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just, just opened a whole new world of possibilities for me. So, so. <laughs> I think it, and it's it's really translated well into our business relationship because like she said I'm the dreamer so I'm kind of the visionary I like to like think big of of what we could be and what we can do and she's definitely like the doer the workhorse like okay how can we make this happen and like keeps us pushing forward so yeah it's so been it's a good, been good a good pairing I'm curious because this seems a bit like a family affair. To what extent are your families involved in bravery? Yeah. And then we'll talk more about bravery itself too. Yeah, it definitely has been a family affair. It's kind of funny because both of our husbands, I think, have the entrepreneurial itch. Yeah. But they've never started something. So I think they kind of have to hold themselves back from like... Trying to take it over. Yeah. Or like Not really. Over, they don't want to take it over, yeah. but but they're they've been really excited to see us like run with it so my husband he does web development so that's Mm -hmm. been really nice because he handles all of our web he's like customized our site and is just there for all the technical answers that we need and my husband he has an mba so he does all of our finance stuff our accounting and it kind of worked out i like the perfect husbands yeah i know i know make this really good team and so we work really closely with our husbands we're together quite a bit as you can imagine our kids are like siblings so yeah, we joke a lot about we should just move in together and make like a, I don't communal. know, communal yeah. thing. Yeah. Because we're a lot, you know, it's just a big family thing for sure. I love that. I think that's a part of entrepreneurship that's not talked about a lot, at least in the circles we run in. And I think it's the same thing. My family is so integral to our company and we couldn't be yeah. juggling yeah. this without without my husband and without sort of the support of our children. And so I I think that's an important thing to point out to folks to know that, you know, none of us are doing this alone. Yeah, you have to have a support system. We would not be able to do Mm -hmm. this without our husbands picking up our slack, like big time. So they have been really supportive of taking a back seat and just like filling in for us when we can't do our (laughs) typical duties, I guess. And yeah, it just would not have happened without them being supportive. So yeah, it definitely is a team effort. No, that's great. I think, Jenny, let's get them to explain what Bravery Magazine is. We're familiar with it, but not some of our listeners may not be. So just explain what your business is all about. Sure. So uh, we started Bravery Magazine this past fall. Uh, what it is, is we were frustrated by the lack of um, tools and resources to teach our kids about strong female role models. So we both had situations where Um, I had a situation with my daughter where she got to dress up as Rosie the Riveter and she just really like latched onto it and like wanted to be her all week long and was like building airplanes and running around the house. And I just, I mean, I had only taught her a few things and I was really floored by that. Like she was really young. Yeah, she was really young, like almost three, not even three. 
And um, I just couldn't believe at like such a young age how they can latch on to things. And I'd seen her latch on to things that like the world had presented her with princesses and things like that. But I just realized like whatever I offer to her, she will like just eat that up. And so there's so many women that have done amazing things. We just felt like our kids need to know about these women and know, learn about them in a fun and exciting way. So we looked and we had found books and things like that that were educational and, you know, there's getting to be more things out there, but we didn't feel like there was the tool or the resource that we wanted that could help us like have those learning moments with our child, um, make it fun, do different activities. So that's kind of what Bravery it is. It's a magazine, quarterly publication that has DIYs and puzzles, stories, are all different things that kind of revolve around the one feature woman that we're highlighting for that issue. Yeah. So another big part of that is that we want to present them. Like, actually, her big motivator was to tell her daughter stories of real brave women who have done amazing things. The other part of that is, like, I had another experience with my daughter. She would dress up as a princess and say, I can't be brave because I'm scared. I'm a princess, so I can't be brave, you know. And mm. I was mm. concerned that this mentality was going to bleed over into her life. So uh, I just realized that I had never really presented her with other opportunities or to learn about real women who have done real things, you know. To me, that's the other part of bravery is presenting kids with other options besides what they can easily find in society. You know, it's these these stories of brave women are not easily found in society. They've been buried or just not told or men are writing the history books, so they're not included. Uh, <clears throat> so to me, that was another big part. If my daughter wants to be a princess, great, you know, but I also want her to know that she can be an astronaut. She can be an explorer. And that's what I think carries our mission a lot is that we want these kids to know they can be anything they want to be and that they can be brave in their own way, that that looks like a lot of different things. So that kind of makes up our magazine. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a long, long answer. Sorry. We, short answer is it's no, a kids it's magazine. It's a magazine. <laughs> strong female role model. Yeah, that's what bravery is. I want to say something. Somehow I stumbled across your magazine. I don't even know how online, how I found it. But you had Jane Goodall on the cover of your yes, first uh-huh. one, right? Your first edition. I met her when I was a little girl and it directed my entire life. So I went on to become an environmental lawyer. I went to graduate school in environmental science. I ended up going to Africa and um, working with Wangari Mathai, who won the Nobel Peace Prize, helping women plant trees in East Africa as a way to restore the local economy and address climate change. And so before starting this company, that was my background. And so it really profoundly stuck to me. That is amazing. I had a chance to meet her because I was like a little activist child, like literally. And I met her at Earth Day in the Bay Area where I grew up. And I was maybe like eight years old and it changed the whole trajectory of my life. So I think that what you're doing is incredibly important. And I wanted to share that personal story just to say, I think it's really meaningful and it has a, a potential to impact people you know, very deeply. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, I have chills from your story. Because yeah. we, we, well, we didn't get to meet Jane Goodall, but we were in the same room with her. And she really does have a presence that is just incredible. Yeah. So, and she was, she was meeting kids, yeah. you know, no, and she it, does. You could tell their faces were just lighting up. And yeah, like that's, that's what we want from yeah. bravery is to like, just create those opportunities where kids can really be impacted and given their, like, yeah, some direction you know? and some, some dreams, you know, yeah. something that they want to be when they, when yeah. they grow up. Yeah. So you have your, you've launched your first issue. 
right? Yes. You're on to your second. And so what has the response been? Like, what have you heard from your, your readers out there? Uh, honestly, <laughs> I'm working officially on a survey right now to gather official results. But I mean, really, we have had like amazing feedback. feedback. Like I can think of like one or two negative things, which were like, really? We were just thought there would definitely be a lot of criticisms because it wasn't perfect. And, you know, we're always kind of trying to perfect our magazine and make it better at each issue. But everybody has just really talked about how, how much their kids have loved it. And that's, that's the most important and meaningful thing to us is when we hear about kids that this has inspired, like the kid the other day. What, yeah. did, what was that? There story? was a, a mom who had commented on our Instagram and said that her son uh, had read our magazine and that he is really scared of a lot of things, but they went to their local gym and there was a big rock wall and he started climbing it. And he said, mom, I'm really scared, but I'm going to be like Jane and be brave. And I'm kind of like tearing up because this is like, mm-hmm. this is why we do this is because we yeah, are, we yeah. hear a lot of stories of parents who say like, my daughter gets bullied or my daughter is scared of a lot of things, but this magazine helps her or him try to conquer their fears or just be brave in their own kind of way. And that's just, that's why we do this. We've seen a lot from our own children to just Mm -hmm. really take this mission and this, you know, behind our magazine and take it to heart. And it's kind of changed the way that they view things. Is it mostly geared to girls or is it it's totally appropriate for for boys as well yeah we've made it with both boys and girls in mind so you know obviously a lot of things are coming out for girls nowadays Mm -hmm. there's a big push for that but we think like why shouldn't boys also be learning about these you know strong female role models we feel like that's really important for them too so we try our best to make it appealing to both girls and boys i think that's a big misconception about our magazine is that a lot of people assume that because it's about women that it's only for girls Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's something that we also want to break that Mm -hmm. mold that just because you know we hear stories of i don't know we learn about strong men who have had amazing presidents presidents about these people in school right why wouldn't why wouldn't boys find these amazing women interesting? And we found that they do. You know, it's just a society like mentality that we put on our yeah. kids that yeah. girls can learn about girls yeah. and girls and boys can learn about boys, you know, and it's interesting. That's a huge point. And Jenny, when we were looking for uh, building out Pinterest board, you were building out the Pinterest board and she has one for brave women and we couldn't find any. Mm. Not in Pinterest. Like, that's not what people are pinning, right? Yeah. And so we, we pinned you guys. We pinned your magazine. Yay! <laughs> we are cultivating a community of, of women to be braver around business. We're trying to create space, hold space for women and, and men who don't feel welcome as business owners to take on entrepreneurship and use our software if it feels right for them, but also just to take it on. And when I look at women in business, women entrepreneurship, so often the picture is like pink, girl boss biz boss babe you know it's it's like this hyper feminine like certain view of what a woman can be and I'm like pinning Eleanor Roosevelt and I'm pinning Jane Goodall and I'm pinning like Sandra Day O'Connor and I'm like finding like Toni Morrison and I'm like I want there to be a presence for these people in social media because it's just so often not it's we spend so much of our time looking at screens and and so often it's just such a small segment of what's possible you know what we see out there yeah, so exactly that was what that was about <laughs> yeah it's for sure i mean it's amazing once you start thinking about it how 
how hard it is actually to find these stories, you know? Yeah, that's right. Not because they don't exist, right? But because they've been hidden yeah. or they're just not carried up through time and not told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who holds the information right. and where do they hold it? I want to ask what bravery means to both of you. I wonder how you came up with the name and you know, do you do you define it in the magazine? And if so, how? Or do you let people come up with their own definition of what bravery is? Good questions. Yeah. Uh, well, our lo- like our slogan or motto is be your own kind of brave. So, you know, that's kind of what we're highlighting is that bravery can be a lot of different things. It can be basically to us, well, I don't want to speak for you, but that it means like when something is hard to do or scary, like pushing through and doing that anyways. And so that looks like a lot of different things for different people and for kids. Um, but to us, it's just about finding your own kind of brave. And yeah, and we talk, I mean, we have defined it uh, in our first magazine, kind of set the tone that, like Ashley said, being like, it's okay to be scared, but bravery is being scared and doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Our women that we featured, the last two at least, have have said in books that we've read that they were scared or nervous or unsure and they did it anyway. And bravery is just that. And so we try to, I think through our magazine, through like our letter to the editor is kind of how we try to say something that we want to say and kind of set the tone for what we want them to understand is that bravery, like Ashley said, bravery can look like something as simple as trying a new food. It can look like flying to the moon. It can look like standing up to a bully can look like a lot of different things, but bravery is not defined just by doing something big. It's by doing something even when you're scared. And to us, that's, we both, I think we're pretty solid on that idea is that that's what it means to us. Mm -hmm. And so for you, obviously you have this magazine called Bravery, but you've also taken this very brave leap yourselves (laughs) into entrepreneurship. And it sounds like neither of you had any kind of background at all in publishing right. am correct. i am i yes, correct you're right yes so how did that unfold like I, I mean i think a lot of people probably ask you like where do you get the audacity to decide you're going to start a magazine yeah. with no background <laughs> in publishing we get asked these kinds of questions yeah. too this podcast is brought to you by the namastream software platform namastream is a tool designed to help you teach train and coach from anywhere on the planet If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. It's definitely, it was a snowball thing as we both came with the, we had these experiences we talked about earlier with our daughters. We came together and we thought about having, you know, just like a mom's group of, with, of girls that we could talk, you know, have lesson plans about these strong female role models and everybody would take a turn a month and we would have activities uh, then we both had babies, and a little bit later we came back to the idea because it wouldn't leave us alone. And we, uh, you know, we came up with an idea of subscription boxes that maybe we could send out a monthly subscription box with a featured woman. Same idea, a few activities and a pamphlet about them. We started doing work, researched that really hard, and came together to put a prototype together, a box together, and. It just was not working. We spent maybe an hour one night together cutting little strips of paper to make what is in now our Jane Goodall magazine, uh, Recycled Paper. And uh, it just was a joke. I mean, it took us forever. And we just looked at each other and we thought, you know, this is just not going to work. So we kind of backed off again. And we just were like, how do we make this idea work? Because it just would not leave us alone. And then one day, Ashley texted me and said, what if we make a magazine? And I was like, no, (laughs) that's 
I don't read magazines, you know, I don't, anyway, but she does. I mean, she grew up wanting to, I mean, yeah, you grew up wanting to. Yeah, I've magazine. always loved magazines and like always wanted to work for one growing up. So it was probably my own like selfish desires in there. I was like, what if we did magazine? Like this could work. And this literally, like we looked it up, it was like a year ago that I was saying, right like, now. what if we do a magazine? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, which is crazy to think about. So it's been really fast. I had to kind of convince her on it because, you know, sometimes you think of magazines, you think of the glossy paper and the like in the grocery store just throw away you know. yeah but it's it's very different than that it's kind of the new and independent magazines that are coming out and that you you have, may have seen for adults but we didn't really find a lot of those for children um, when we started researching yeah there's a lot more of independent abroad. magazines like in um internationally but not here so from that point i mean we just kind of it wasn't really a question of like can we do this? It's just how, you know, mm-hmm. how do we do this? So Google really helped us out a lot. Yeah, we just started <laughs> researching and Googling. And then we just like, next thing you know, we were like building a magazine. And we're like, I guess we're doing this. Is this. Happening. <laughs> and then a couple months later, we realized like, you know what, we're actually like, perfect for this, because Elise has a background in education, loves writing is a really great writer. I have a background in design and photography. Um, and it was just like, this is kind of the perfect kind of weird, like, but- product <laughs> yeah. and business for our strengths and mm-hmm. um, the skills that we have. So it just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if we really knew that it was going to blow up like it did. You know, we were dedicated. You know, we made a decision. We came together with our families and said, OK, like, this is the point. We got to invest some money. We got to hire someone to do our branding if we're going to do this. Let's are we going to do this? Everyone said we're in. So we put a lot of our own money in it, asked for family for money, and we just started reaching out to artists. And it really helped when people were interested in the idea and really excited about the concept, you know? Mm-hmm. That kind of helped us realize, like, okay, this might be something. Yeah, we were blown away at how supportive artists were because, yeah. I mean, we literally emailed them with, like, we didn't have a website, we didn't have anything. Yeah. And we just said, like, this is our idea. Do you want to be a part of it? And I think only one or two people told us no. So it was really amazing. And we we picked like, I mean, the Rebecca Green, who did our cover of our first issue, she's big and she is so talented. And we were just like, let's just try. And it was really, it. <laughs> it was a really neat process to realize like, you know what? It doesn't hurt to try and to ask. And we were really surprised when people said yes. And it really spoke to us too of how much this is neat. People... I don't know if we realized how much people wanted something like this, you know? Uh, and that kind of was evident too in our Kickstarter was that people want this. I wanted to know about your Kickstarter experience. I know in my world, I know lots of people who talk about starting a Kickstarter or think about it, but don't never actually do it. And I just wonder, did you research like how to do Kickstarter well so that you guaranteed or not you can never guarantee, but you know, be more sure of your success or did you just put it out there and hope that you would raise the money because it took you what three days to raise your your goal yeah yeah Yeah, we hit our goal in in three days so we definitely we weighed the pros and cons of doing it and realized like it probably would make the most sense um we definitely needed those funds and just the buy-in from people you know this was a great opportunity people love to be a part of like something like this um so we just thought it would would really be a perfect opportunity for it. Also, we paid for all the production. So all we needed people to pay for was us to make it 
um, in print form. So digitally, it was all paid for and ready up to the point of our Kickstarter. So I think a lot of companies don't have that guarantee. Yeah. A lot of times they're still figuring out manufacturing and everything, and there's a lot of complications. So it was a simple, a lot more simple thing for us than a lot of people. But we did do a lot of research research. and found a lot of Kickstarters that we felt were successful. and Or like companies that are, like we ourselves had uh, pledged for and invested in. um, And Mm -hmm. we kind of not copied them, but really learned a lot from their Kickstarter videos. So we did a lot of research and reached out to people who had done Kickstarters and just figured out how, like, is there a recipe for success with Kickstarter? And there is. I mean, there definitely is. Yeah, it's never guaranteed, but I think there's lots of things that you can do. I think having a a well-done video just really succinct and, like, hits certain points is really important. Yeah, so we made sure we invested in that Mm -hmm. and um, just got a lot of hype up around our launch. So we had ordered some advanced copies and sent those out to influencers to try to get people to all post about us, you know, in this same timeline to just kind of help it all. Yeah. And it go. Paid, it definitely paid off. So, so yeah, we, we loved Kickstarter. It was, it was a really fun time. It was really fun. And we couldn't have done it. We couldn't have done it without it. So it's the perfect yeah. product for Kickstarter because people instantly understand it. Mm-hmm. They're going to get something that they want. It's, you know, sometimes you get all this other stuff, like at the different tiers, the different levels yeah. of encouragement. It's like, ah, but this is perfect. Thank so, you. yeah, that, I'm glad that worked out for you. So I want to ask about what your workflow is like, your process. So you have five children yes. between yes. you. Mm-hmm. Am I correct in that? So. You know, we have two yeah. children between us, and it's tricky. Yes, that's yeah. But we're and in different, we're in different countries. countries and different time zones. So, how does this work? So, what is a day in the life like? Do you are you together when you're working, and how many hours a day are you working? Do you have a set schedule each week, or is it sort of ad hoc? Yeah, we um, we both have kind of organized our own schedules, but we have set times during the week that we work. So together. we yeah together. So we have a babysitter every Monday afternoon who watches all of our kids together. So, which is, they look forward to it. It's kind of like a big play date for them. And that works out really well. And then we work Tuesday and Thursday nights together. Um, and then sometimes on a Saturday, or sometimes on Monday night or Wednesday night or Friday night, just depending on like <laughs> the, the way things are going. But usually, you know, we work together three to four times a week. And then we, um, work on our own during nap times or the other evenings when we're not working together or um, usually we'll set like we'll get stuff done we need to get done together when we're working together and then we'll kind of give ourselves assignments that we can do apart uh and the way the magazine is the nature of it is sometimes we'll be really right now we're in a really busy curve of trying to launch and uh getting issue three set and going uh and so we, we've probably been together every single day this week, but, uh, or night, you know, yeah. but so kind of, but we try really hard to, uh, uh, respect each other's personal schedules. So, uh, you know, if it's not, it needs immediate attention, we'll email each other, uh, instead of texting, cause we could text all day about work and we lose the essence of our friendship a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we just try to keep things to schedule as much as we can with the understanding that we need to be flexible. Yeah. So it's working so far. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. Makes sense. Yep, yeah. Sounds like us, right? Every evening. Do you use, just because everyone is obsessed with tools, so do you use 
any project management tool or do you use Voxer or Slack or how do you, is it email and then together? Is that your process mostly? Yeah, email together and then we use yeah. Google Drive like crazy. Yeah, yeah. We, that, just we just have like tons that. of folders and everything's like really organized in there. Um, I'm intrigued by all these other. I know. I'm like, I don't know these. We things. probably like are getting to that oh, next point. Like, I think of getting think some you more. Slack. You need Slack. Slack. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My husband has Slack. He talks about it all the time. I'm like, that sounds cool. Yeah. So yeah, we need to make the next tech jump. Right now, we're just kind of yeah. I don't know. Doing it old school ish. I guess it's fabulous. I love it. So Sandy, should we dive into the Proust questionnaire? Sure. I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions and um, maybe just whoever answers first. We don't, in, or if you both want to jump in at the same time, that's fun. That's fine too. So are you ready? Rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> Wait, like, what's, what? a, what's a Proust questionnaire? You're going to find out. Okay. Just answer okay. the questions. Just answer <laughs> the questions. Right. Don't worry about it. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Family time. Having a lot of family time is my idea of perfect happiness. Great. Uh, which living person do you most admire? You guys have to have some <laughs> I know, too many. That's why we talked about this recently, actually. And we both were like, we really like love Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall. Like, of course we do because we picked her. But like, even ever since then, we just like continually are like just falling so more in love with Jane. <laughs> but she's just, she's amazing. So I think, yeah, we both kind of agreed on yeah. Jane Goodall. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Like. Yes, like. <laughs> I'm really bad at this game. Uh. <laughs> Which talent would you most like to have? Oh, probably art, like drawing, painting, because mm. it would be really nice if one of us had that skill to like have in-house. Yeah, yeah. that would be really nice. What is your most treasured possession? Pictures. That's good. Of my kids. That's a good Just answer. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Who are your favorite writers? Oh, man. I don't know if I... I'm a big reader. I don't know if I have a favorite writer, yes, honestly. Yes, you do. I do? Well, I don't know. Who? I don't know. <laughs> J.K. Rowling? No, I don't... I really do admire J.K. Rowling. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I have a favorite writer, though. I just love all written words. So that's, sorry, that's not a good answer. No, that's fine. That's fine. No, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. What is your motto? I just think of be your own kind of <laughs> That's a bravery no, that's... motto, but what is, okay, what is like my motto though? Um, just do it. Yeah. Right? That's your yeah. motto. <laughs> just do it. Like, why not try? Yeah. I feel like we should have better answers than this, but. Yeah, you probably don't want to use <laughs> You could use that if you want or not. <laughs> I think it's great. I think the the beauty of it is that we don't prep you for it, right? That you just have to like yeah. think whatever comes to your Answer. mind. On the, the fly. Yes. Okay, so we're going to dive into the joy and hustle. So we'd love for you to suggest or share a resource <laughs> with our community, something that brings one or both of you joy, and then also a tool that helps you hustle in your entrepreneurial endeavor. You want to go first? Sure. Uh, the hustle uh, for me I what really got me interested or starting bravery or brave enough to dive into something like bravery was I was reading a book at the beginning of uh, last January called Big Magic. It's by Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm sure uh, a lot of people have heard about it. But uh, I was taking a writing class at the time trying to find be inspired. And uh, that book just really 
I don't know. I can't even think about it without it giving me chills. It just really was you, mm. you date your creativity. You, you make out with your creativity, 15 minutes in the halls with your creativity. You just get it done. So at the time I was really trying to write a book and I just, it, I was having a hard time finding a time. I really wanted to find my creativity. And that was the book that said, you can, if you can just do it, you know, show up, do the work. For me, that was really, really big. Yeah, I think that's one of our favorite books too. That's my hustle. That's what inspires me. That's like a thing for me that really even started me on bravery. Am I oh all of my success to it? So, do you want my joy now or hustle? Sure, yeah. Okay. My uh, I was really thinking hard about this, and I I don't know. Since working, I mean, before bravery, I uh, was a stay-at-home mom who never had really worked and just my identity was my children and I didn't love it. It was hard for me to uh, figure out my life and figure out what I was good at and what I wanted to do. And uh, so, but now that my life is kind of taken over by bravery, it's been kind of re like birth by fire type of thing where I uh, struggle trying to not feel guilty for doing, pursuing something that I love, uh, but also spending quality time with my kids. So, For me, the joy now is when I can put work away and just spend really quality time with my kids, my family as a whole, really, uh, really helps me have joy at this point because now I appreciate it more, which is kind of sad that it has to get to that point, you know, but uh, now I just really love it and I I find a lot of joy from that. Okay, um, so my hustle is a podcast that I like to listen to called How I Built This. a lot of you may have heard of it, but basically they just feature um, business people who have started companies and kind of tell their their whole story. You know, so there's like Airbnb and Instagram and Spanx and like these stories are so incredible, especially the Spanx one. Like yeah. it's I love going on there and listening to the women's stories of how they built their companies. It's so inspiring to me. Um, a lot of times I feel like I can relate to them. They're just like, run-of-the-mill people who just have an idea and they won't give up and they just hustle and make it happen. And so that's what I listen to when I clean my house. And it's really motivating to me to um, hear the stories of, of people who have built their companies and, you know, the things they've done and the processes they've gone through. So that's that's my hustle. I like, I like listening to that. Um, my joy... Well, this week, Elise introduced me to making my own acai bowls. <laughs> and oh, they are, oh, that's a Jenny thing. They are amazing. so good. So it was, we had a long day of work the other day, and she was at my house. And I was like, I bought that stuff you told me about. She's like, let's make them right now. So we made these big acai bowls. And it just felt like really good to just give my body something like healthy, but like yummy. And the whole day, we were just like pumped. And we're like, it's acai day. Like, this should become a thing, and it's, like, motivating for us. And I just felt like, I don't know, I just really enjoyed that. Um, and I think health has, like, been on my mind a lot, like, taking care of my body. Because when, you know, you get into a business and things like this, like, it's hard to juggle everything. And a lot of times you have to let some things go. And health is an easy one that seems like to just let go and grab for whatever's quick and easy. So it felt good to do have something a little bit more healthy and take care of my body and that that at least for this week that was my joy so my acai bowl <laughs> no that's awesome thank you okay well thank you both for 
coming and joining us on the podcast. I think a lot of the folks in our community will be truly inspired by your story. And I hope that everyone will rush out to subscribe to Bravery Magazine. Where can folks find you online? Where's the best place to find you? Yeah, you can find us at our website. It's uh, braverymag.com. So there's subscriptions there that you can sign up for. And our second issue, we had a little delay, but it should be coming out um, hopefully the end of next week. And that's featuring astronaut Mae Jemison. And one last question. Your physical subscription is U.S. only? Uh, The subscription, yes, is U.S. only, but you can order single issues if you're internationally. And is there not a digital option as well, right? There's no, currently no digital. Mm -hmm. But we can get single issues. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you guys for your time. I loved talking with you and we will continue to follow you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was so fun. Super fun. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba sample. Sample.